Welcome to the Wayside Podcast. I'm Robert Killingsworth. The audio for this episode comes from a sermon that was given during one of our Sunday services. We hope you are encouraged and inspired by today's word. Good morning, and welcome here to our parish, especially on this Marathon Sunday. I imagine many of you try to come here for nine, but were delayed, and so came to the 11.15 service. And our, our day today, our Sunday today, is the second Sunday after the Epiphany. And as our collect reminds us, we are still in the season of the church where we remember that Jesus is the light of the world. And specifically today, we are reminded, as you may have seen in our collect, that Jesus is the light of the world who illumines our hearts through both word and sacrament. And so I'm hoping that as we engage with our gospel passage this morning, we will see exactly how it is that Jesus who is manifested as the light of the world, illumines us, purifies us, transforms us through both word and sacrament. And so with that in mind, my title for my sermon today is called, Who Wants to Be Roommates with Jesus? And to get us going on this topic, I have a question for us to ponder, which is this. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be roommates with Jesus. What kind of a person do you think he was? Do you think that he would sometimes wake up at 11.45 p.m. hankering for a midnight snack? Or maybe he was a bit of an early riser and a fitness nut. Who knows? Do you wonder if he perhaps left his sandals around somewhere, forgetting where it was, and walked around in the morning trying to look for them? Did he put away the dishes? I wonder what kind of a roommate he was. And based on our gospel passage today, you know who would have known what kind of a roommate he was? It's the disciples, Andrew and Simon Peter. We see in today's gospel passage that they become Jesus' roommates. So let's take a closer look at our gospel, uh, in, our, uh, in our gospel passage. In today's gospel passage, John the Baptist, remember he is Jesus' cousin, he sees Jesus coming and he proclaims of him, Behold, look, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It's an incredibly bold and outrageous statement. And you can imagine that to John the Baptist hearers, they probably are wondering, John, how do you know this? How do you know this to be the case? And so he reminds his hearers. He rewinds us backwards to last week's gospel passage where he baptized his cousin Jesus in the Jordan River. And you can maybe imagine him saying something like this. Well, guys, you know how I like baptizing people in in, in the River Jordan? I mean, they do call me John the Baptist for a reason. You know, you will not believe what happened to me last week. 
Last week, there I was, standing knee-deep in the river, and who should come by but my cousin, whom I haven't seen in many years. And he comes there, and he asks me to baptize him. Now, that's really weird, because my cousin is greater than I am, and I'm not even worthy to untie the laces of his sandals. But anyway, he asks me to baptize him, and I do it, and you will not believe what happened next. Next thing you know, this strange dove descends upon him who is the Holy Spirit, and then the, the clouds part, and this voice bellows out of heaven, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, I've been doing baptisms my entire ministry life, and I have never seen anything like that. And so, as today's gospel passage continues, John the Baptist, he points out to Jesus, and he says to his own disciples, Peter and Andrew, two of his disciples, he tells them this, this is the guy I was telling you about. He is the Lamb of God. He is the one who takes away the sin of the world. And both Andrew and Simon Peter, in that moment, they, just like that, they stop being John's disciples. And they do the equivalent of a parish membership transfer. And they start becoming Jesus' disciples. In fact, they go and live with him. They stay with him. They become his roommates. And so I wonder what it would have been like to be Jesus' roommate. You know, when I was preparing for the sermon, I, I thought about this question recently. Would I want Jesus to be my house guest for even a little bit? Let's say over the Christmas break. I did not like the answer that I came up with. Not because Jesus and I have different habits or that we might not enjoy the same TV shows or maybe, God forbid, I find out that Jesus is secretly a Yankees fan. <laughs> but I realized that I wouldn't want Jesus to be my house guest for even a little bit because if he was there, I would be totally exposed. I would be transparent vulnerable, deeply uncomfortable. I have the Son of God, the Holy One, the Messiah, the spotless and sinless Lamb of God. Do you know how holy, how perfect, how spotless, how immaculate someone needs to be to be the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world? I have this Lamb of God in my own house. And here I am, you know, maybe getting into some argument with Naomi, my wife, maybe losing patience with my kids, feeling grumpy about some errand or chore that needs to get done but that, that I have been procrastinating about. If I was honest, I think that having Jesus as my house guest for even a little bit would make me feel tremendously uncomfortable. 
And to Jesus' credit, this is not because he is trying to intentionally make me feel uncomfortable, perhaps like maybe some of our in-laws do. But rather, I would feel self-conscious, I would feel guilty, I'd feel ashamed and unworthy about my lack of holiness just by being present in his presence. And incidentally, this is why in the Levitical sacrificial laws in the Old Testament, the Israelites, if you remember this, the Israelites, they were always instructed that the Passover lamb of God that ought to be sacrificed for their sins, it ought to be pure, white, spotless, without any blemishes or bruises. Why? Because when you look into the eyes of that innocent and pure lamb, you were reminded by contrast how guilty and impure you were. So how much more, how much more when we behold the sinless lamb of God, Jesus Christ, when we truly look at him, when we see ourselves in his eyes, how much do we feel, by contrast, unworthy of ourselves? But, nonetheless, however, how much more does Jesus Christ, the holy and sinless Lamb of God, he loves us no matter what, that he would shed his pure blood for us to wash us, to clean us, to make us as white as snow. How much more that he loves us more than ever. You see, Jesus Christ, the sinless Lamb of God, he loves us more than we deserve. He loves us more than we can ask or imagine. He loves us more than we love ourselves. He loves us more than he loves himself. And he is able truly able, fully able to take away our sin, to purify us, to transform us, to sanctify us, to make us just like him. And so I think being roommates with Jesus would be deeply uncomfortable in many ways. It would be like being with a skilled physician who knows exactly what needs to happen with our bodies and he causes us a little bit of pain so he can make us whole. I think being with Jesus would be deeply uncomfortable in many ways. But being roommates with Jesus would also be deeply sanctifying in every way. He would slowly transform our hearts, our souls, our bodies to become more like him. And I want that. It's risky, but I want that. And we should all desire that. You know, our gospel passage today of Jesus having roommates, it doesn't end here. 
In fact, as we continue on with Jesus' life in the Gospels, we come across another scene of another room. And this time it's the upper room. And on the night before he was betrayed to be sacrificed and crucified as the Passover Lamb of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, he hosts dinner for his roommates. He takes bread, he blesses it, he breaks it, he gives it to them, he shares the cup with them, and he reminds them of his body broken for their sins, our sins, and his blood shed for us. And every Sunday in the church, it's like you and I, we're back right now in Jesus' apartment. This church is his home. And his last supper becomes to us the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. The sacrament of sanctification, of renewal, of transformation. The sacrament for all of us who desired that we would rather be uncomfortably sanctified than comfortable with the status quo. So this morning... You and I, we will be given another opportunity to experience change. We'll be given another opportunity to come right here to this altar rail, which is symbolic of the cross where Jesus sacrificed himself for us. We'll be given another opportunity to lay down our burdens at his feet, to lay down our sins at his feet. And with open palms to receive from him his grace, his power, his mercy to be sanctified, renewed, to be transformed. What is that thing that you have been feeling grumpy about over the past many days? What is that thing that you have been complaining about or worrying about when you should have been praying about? What is that resentment so tightly bound up in your heart that you need to let go and forgive in the same way that God in Christ has forgiven you? What is that toxic thing that you know is toxic but you still enjoy and you can see that it is hollowing out your heart and your soul and making you empty? What is that habit that now is the time that it needs to be kicked to the curb? What is that burden? that thing that overwhelms you to tears and to grief, that you know that you are unable to fix with your own strength. Bring those things with you to this altar rail. Don't leave them behind in the pews. You wouldn't leave behind your car keys, your cell phone, your purse in the pews when you come up here. Bring these things with you as well. Lay them down here at this altar rail. You are in Jesus' home now. He calls you beloved friends. Receive from him his mercy. Receive from him his grace. 
receive from him his love, he will change you. He desires to transform you. He desires to make you just like him. So come to this altar rail, lay down everything here, and receive Christ himself to your hearts, to your souls, and to your bodies. I close now in a word of prayer. So let me pray for us. Father in heaven, we thank you that in the incarnation of your son, our Lord Jesus Christ, he dwells amongst us and calls us his friends. Help us, O oh Lord, to experience to experience his sanctifying presence in our hearts, in our souls, in our bodies. Help us, O oh Lord, to lay down all our burdens here at this altar rail and to receive your son's mercy, his grace, his love, his friendship. And we ask all this through his name alone. Amen. Thanks for listening. The Wayside Podcast is a ministry of St. Martin's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. It was created by Ryan Presley and the Reverend Wesley Arning. It is executive produced by Robert Killingsworth. The theme music was written and recorded by Robert Killingsworth. If you're interested in life at St. Martin's, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at St. Martin's Episcopal Church.